Moses as a young man searching for his identity went where seekers often go, ha midbar, into the wilderness. There in one of Torah's most memorable scenes, Moses discovers the extraordinary in the ordinary. The text reads, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire out of a bush. He gazed and there was a bush all aflame, yet the bush was not consumed. Moses said, I must turn aside to look at this marvelous sight. Why doesn't the bush burn up? This, this is the beginning of Moses's spiritual journey and our glimpse into the heart of Judaism's greatest prophet. He walks through the world attuned and aware how easy to miss the extraordinary in the ordinary. It was, after all, a mere bush burning on a desert hot day. Instead of walking by, Moses stopped, looked more deeply. Little did he know where all this noticing and curiosity would lead him. It's then that God calls to him, Moses, Moses. And Moses responds, Hineni, here I am. God continues, do not come closer. Remove your sandals from your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. God then gives Moses his life's mission. I will send you to Pharaoh, and you shall free my people, the Israelites, from Egypt. And what is Moses' response? Me, Anochi, who am I? In the course of our lives, who among us has not asked this question? Me, Anochi, who am I? No matter who our parents, siblings, teachers, coaches, friends, strangers, growing up in nurturing, or abusive environments, we all carry some measure of insecurity, manifest perhaps in self-doubt or low self-esteem. Often others see our gifts believe in us long before we ever believe in ourselves. Truth is, for many of us, that self-doubt, questioning, who am I, never completely goes away just God willing takes up less space, saps less energy. We connect with Moses this week at the beginning of the fourth book of Torah, named after a familiar setting, Bamid Bar, in the wilderness. The book begins on the first day of the second month in the second year following the exodus from the land of Egypt. The Lord spoke to Moses in the wilderness of Sinai. Wow, a lot has happened to the Israelites in a relatively short period of time. After crossing the Red Sea, they took a 49-day journey to Mount Sinai, where the Israelites received Torah from God at that mountain, 
Then they get fast to work to build a portable Mishkan for God to accompany the Israelites to the promised land. That's quite an accomplishment in one year and one month. Time now for the Israelites to pull up stakes and head out, continuing their journey for another 39 years before reaching the Jordan River. As we met an insecure Moses earlier in his life, we now meet an insecure Israelite people in the early days of their journey as a free people. Now keep in mind, they had a darn good reason to be insecure, except for the past 13 months of their lives, all they've known is being slaves. How in the world could they have much confidence in themselves? Curiously, the first thing God instructs Moses to do is take a census of the whole Israelite community by the clans of their ancestral houses. Now, let me be transparent here. I am choosing to gloss over that the biblical census is only for men of fighting age. I'm choosing to expand it to all of the community. What I want you to see is that this is no ordinary census, no ordinary counting. The Hebrew word for a census is se'u et rosh, literally to lift the head. As the Israelites set out for the promised land, though they don't know how many years they'll be wandering, they surely anticipate great challenges and hardships. Like Moses, we can imagine their heads hanging low, afraid, uncertain, murmuring to themselves, me, Anochi, who am I? A schlepper slave following a God I can't see and a leader who doesn't seem too happy with us. The rabbis imagine this phrase, su'u et rosh, lifting the head, by comparing God to a person who had a collection of precious jewels. From time to time, this individual would take out the jewels and count each of them, delighting in each stone, so beautiful, so unique. The rabbis go on, never bashful to take poetic, poetic license, as they equate the census of 603,550 to the tradition that there are exactly that number of letters in the Torah. Now, don't bother counting the letters. Take my word. There are about half of that. But also, don't lose the point the rabbis are making. Just as the absence of one letter renders a Torah scroll unfit, so would the loss of one person diminish the whole of the Israelite people the loss of one person is considered as if losing the whole world. Losing a person also includes one who never feels quite worthy, doesn't believe in themselves.
Judaism is teaching us that before anyone can be counted, they first need to be seen. Our tradition is saying to everyone, and it is saying to each of you tonight, lift your head, let me see you, and you see me. In this way, everyone in the census is validated as a precious, unique human being, one interconnected to the other. This is reinforced in the parasha when we are told that the Israelites divided themselves into groups, each with their standard under the banner of their ancestral house. The rabbi's imagination is brilliant here, visualizing that the color of each banner and flag had to be so to play its role in the cascading unfolding of the worlds. Torah is teaching us that not only is each of the 12 tribes of Israel unique, each under its own standard and banner, but that we are part of a world community of different colors. The particular accent of the Jewish people speaks in a universal language. Torah offers an early vision of the rainbow coalition, one continuing to evolve in our day. As the Israelites prepare to embark from Mount Sinai to the promised land, instilled with the belief that each man, woman, and child is precious and irreplaceable, so is it for each of you this Shabbat. When the voice inside questions, me, Anochi, who am I? Hear the response. Se'u et rosh. Please lift your head. We want to see you with your hue and your color, just as it is today, however it may change tomorrow. You are unique in the world. You are essential. When insecurity and doubts arise, know that we see you. We see your inner light. Be gentle with yourself. Release any self-judgments. As my teacher, Rabbi Jonathan Slater, taught me, when we hide our light, when we obscure our unique color, that which makes us unique, we diminish the wholeness and the light of the world. Remember, the place where Moses first experienced God, a tiny bush in the vast expanse of the wilderness. If not for that seemingly insignificant bush, who knows what becomes of Moses and what becomes of the Jewish people? There is a lot at stake in seeing the extraordinary in the ordinary. See it in the world around us. See it in yourself. See it in the other. Hold your head high.